Hello, and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I am, once again, your host, Neil Boltz, and we are here to talk about all things PlayStation and a lot of stuff that isn't, mostly before we start the show, which is why we're starting late. You won't know that, because you'll listen to the recording. Um, I am joined by a, a ragtag team of opinionated people who like to talk, and Ben. Um, Yay! <laughs> who likes to talk, but, you know, he's... Uh, Friendlier in that regard, I think. That's more what I was meaning. I just realised that sounded quite awful to you. But sorry, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But yes, yeah. This man faces great beasts in a twisted version of reality every day, and he also lives in Scarborough. Yes, it is Ben. Should have been the horn. Hey, man, how are you doing today? Splendid, splendid. It's the beginning of the, the school holidays. Oh, so yeah. So, I'm like that bit in The Shining where Jack Nicholson's in his dressing gown just sat on the bed staring into space more and more. <laughs> but anyway, we started a bit late because I've tried to move ourselves from shitty Skype to Discord. So I'm trying to record it with OBS to try and improve our audio quality some more. Which we'll see. I mean, you'll still have yeah. to with our voices, which of course now the uh, general quality as it is but uh, yeah you get it also joins uh he is the furriest ball of shame this side of sonic 06 it's christopher <laughs> and what and what a furry ball of shame i am <laughs> oh man uh how are you guys doing splendido splendido yourself awesome awesome i am fantastic today it's That's just a, it's a beautiful day today Hot as shit outside, but I'm in air-conditioned room playing Overwatch and talking to you guys, so, you know, it couldn't be better. That's really, it's, it's I wish I was it. playing Overwatch. <laughs> oh, way what, what to be invested in the podcast there, Ben. That's, uh... <laughs> oh, I'm completely... I can, I can multitask. I can do two things. No, Anything I'm, else, like, if I you can, want me to balance I can vouch for it, that's a lie. I'm yeah. charging my controller, so I thought <laughs> no, I'd take I this mean, time. I, I've, only got, I've only got one, two hands, Gary. Come on. I've only got one, two hands. To be fair, Chris, if it's the weekend, you don't have any hands. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't have any handle on anything either. <laughs> I was going to say, it's all pause. No, that's say, a lie as well. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what depends, yes, what, you, what is a handle on? What is the That could be that quite I'm a tail, Neil. Depends. It could be. Yeah. It could be. Anyway, let's keep introducing people. Um, he's the butt of many jokes, but that butt has so much padding for the punishment. So it's the kink of ours. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Gary Bangasaro. Oh yes. Got a oh. fat joke? <laughs> oh, I mean, if you want it to be, that's fine. <laughs> More cushion for the pushing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I, I guess I, I guess I'm here to take the blunt of the punishment. So like I said, got that pattern. You can take it. You're, you're, <laughs> mech, you're mech, Gary. You're basically a lightning rod for shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to see that lightning rod. I am so kidding. I love you so much. You are my best friend, and and I would totally totally marry you and do other stuff with you. So please, don't. I, I'm totally joking, Gary. Whatever you want to do to me later as punishment is fine. While on this podcast, <laughs> while on the podcast, while on the podcast, sure. 
I deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, and rounding us off, uh, this noon hits as hard as the one who floored Rob. Only his words are, are the uh, punchy thing in this regard. It's Tim Noons. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Okay. Sorry, no, no name pun this week. That, that was just, I thought it would go a little different. And, uh, Oh, e for effort. E for All effort. I know is I just got. I was like, "Where is Neil?" And I realised he's renamed himself to the saddest balloon. I am the saddest balloon. The saddest of balloons. Sorry, that's a that's a New Japan thing. If if anyone gets it. <laughs> um. So yes, it's another week of guess not. Well, no, that's why everyone was like, well, "Type Rainmaker into chat." No one seemed to understand me, so that was fine. Fine, Nobody understands me. Nobody understands <laughs> you... the trouble I've seen. Nobody oh. knows my sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Do something more upbeat. Video games. <laughs> lovely bunch of <laughs> yes, video games. I've got a lovely bunch of video games too. Mm. Ah. Sure. Oh, sure. There have been video games this week. I think. In the interest of time this week, we're not really going to go newsy unless anyone has anything in particular they want to talk about. I don't think there really has been anything particular that... Oh, did you know that the the company game, for some reason, have decided, man, we're going bankrupt and we're dying in a business that exists that sells video games in physical stores that people don't really buy anymore because of Amazon. You know what we need to invest into and to improve our stores? physical magazines because that makes sense (laughs) so we've now started to print uh, magazines to promote video games and by promote we mean advertise game as a free magazine that you can pick up in store because nothing says kill us faster like invest into someone that's already dying as well as the fact that you're dying See, these these freedoms are are what your new Overwatch champions are fighting for. <laughs> yes. They got the London Massive. The London Massive, all the way from the East. <laughs> all the way from Korea. I, I I'm so that was a terrible segue. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. man. I didn't mean to jump jump on your tail like that. Well, no, by all means. You, you could say it was over the top. <laughs> I guess it was. Of course, you're gonna jump on the tail, Chris. <laughs> I said, well, I mean, I mean, you tell me, you tell me how else to stop things running away from you with a tail. Uh, Ask nicely. Don't be a creep. <laughs> with some cheese. <laughs> Want some cheese, little guy? Yeah. Well, with this whole talk of video games. Um, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, the Overwatch League finished with uh, London Spitfires being the champions. Um, London Spitfires being the pride of Britain, Way. as every as every player is actually part of the Korean team, naturally. Um, but then, considering how dominant they've been in the uh, World Cups of Overwatch, they might as well just have every team for the Korean players. It's coming home. It's coming. <laughs> Don't chant that. Overwatch is coming home. Don't jump on that gun. <laughs> I'll jump. I just don't see the point of naming it after countries. I mean, I get it with like other sports like football and that way. Yeah. Okay, it's a multinational game now, but it took many, many years to get to that point. <laughs> like, it's like whereas here, it's like, yeah, we we started this brand new league this year, and 
straight away we're going to completely just destroy the point of having countries. It just you know what? Yeah. I'm hoping Isn't that, that next year that someone just renames their team the Moons. Mm. The Moon? Why not? I mean, <laughs> oh, oh yes, oh, oh, the logo design for that is going to be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Any designers out there, if this ever happens, yes, yes, you, you know what you're going to do. It's going to be a butt. It's Jupiter versus Uranus versus the moon. <laughs> Everything's always against my uh... Uh, Better, uh, At least it's not in Uranus. Uh, at least. Uranus is taking a beating. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair, that'd be more frustrating if it were you know, against it rather than in it. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The United States Uranuses. It's that's, like you get me. The team I want to see. I don't because you know the creativity they have at Blizzard. You know, it, surely that would, they could have thought of something a bit more original. But and just going with oh, this is London, this and that. Yeah, that's just me. Uh, Something like and then the announcer could say Uranuses are taking a pounding in this match. <laughs> Uranus I mean, looks sore this round. It's perfect for you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, is just the sort of people who would laugh at that, so it's fine. Yes, yes, like me. Uranus, yeah, don't cock it up! <laughs> don't cock up Uranus! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Uranus is shit-talking right now! I was fine until that. I was fine until that. That's just stupid. No, oh my I god. I know, and I apologize I for nothing. It. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh, oh, ass. So when oh, when yeah. team sat team sat in a circling Uranus, we'll know all about and, it. And uh, I wonder why we haven't ever been invited to some sort of Blizzard event. Oh, uh, it might be the whole fuck Activision thing that we've. That's true. Fuck Activision. What? No, that can't be it. Well, in in that case, the st- the principles and standards apply. So I think we're all we're fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I, I get it. I, I, I accept that. It's fine. I don't care anyway anymore. So. <laughs> See, you, they should name the teams like after characters in the game. You know, we could have the the the, the trashy tracers or the. Can I be the uh, widowmaker. Yeah, the, the dandy widowmakers. <laughs> the ghastly Genjis. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that, that's probably too much time on, on that subject. Yes. There's <laughs> uh, not much. Um, Onrush's uh, developer, Edo, uh, used to be Evolution Studios, hit by massive layoffs, and result after that game, unfortunately, did not sell very well at all. It sold which, uh, two copies, and Neil bought both of them. I didn't even buy it, to be fair. I got sent there were a few copies, but uh, no. Oh. It, it, this, the bad thing here is Onrush is fantastic game and the problem is they didn't market it at all right and again it comes to this thing of yeah let's blame the people who've made who put their heart and soul into the game not the people who just didn't bother to put any effort into making it you know shine out there and say yeah look let's explain exactly what this game is let's advertise it didn't so it's, it's another gearbox basically yeah codemasters tend to be quite all right with their driving games in that regard but i was saying this last week it Driving game fans tend to be very much in one camp, and that I want to talk about the changes in gear pressure and fucking engine size and shit like that, and I will bore your bollocks off with talk of uh, different drive shafts 
uh, mm. which in itself should sound titillating, but it isn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> try yeah. me, Neil. Try me one day. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know, man, because I'm not one of those people, so I can't talk to you about Oh, I'll get my hopes up like that and then dash them. I see how it is. Right, so, you're just bringing up balls and shafts, and that's you what know, you're going to do. <laughs> All I know is that you've got to make sure you get a, a firm grasp on it and, and just shove it in the right direction. Uh, you're, you're perfectly fine. Uh, oh, you've got to make sure it gears at the right time. Yeah, I'm, I'm a natural, yeah. apparently. Yeah, if you, if you, don't, if you put, don't put the right amount of pressure on, you, know, you could do some serious damage. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is true. Um, we are still talking about Also, that. make sure your safety's ready. You know? Uh, I think that's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I, I I blame Drive Club for all this. Well, all yeah. Again, of course, Evolution Studios was made Drive Club and had that fucked up. Um, if they would have yeah. just stuck and made a Mortar Sport for the PS4 or Mortar Storm, they would have been just fine. Yeah, but it's called nope. Sony. At the end of the day, isn't it? They'll say, "Oh, you know, we want something to sort." They well, said how much. They, they wanted Drive Club. They wanted to make Drive Club over Mortar Storm. Hmm. They did. I think the problem there was they were releasing a realistic racing game in a genre that's essentially with realistic racing. Games. I think if it, if it had come later in the generation, I think it would have been fine. I think it came at a strange time. Hey, at least it's not an Xbox where the genre is flooded by just the same game anyway. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. If you like racing games, we got two or three from the same tip. Well, <laughs> excuse me. I mean, market aside, the the biggest problem is, and it's apparently the biggest problem in the industry right now is, you know, people are scared of getting into the video game industry, and and mm -hmm. I tried to get in at it. You know, all, all Gary and I, um, little little history about us. We both have degrees in game design. Um, so we've tried to get into the market. It's flooded. People are afraid. And then when they hear company, you know, they put, hey, they put out a game. Awesome, is it? And then they all get laid off. There's no job security in the industry anymore. It's a real, it. it's a real big tragedy in the industry. And, I, I, and as much as I love it, I also, for years now, have really hated what the gaming industry has become, uh, both for, for, for all parties. Em, uh, yeah. employers, people who love games for the sake of games, it's really bad and, I, I, you know, things need to be done to help it, but that's in the realm of, you know, watch, you know, paying attention to who you're buying from, what, uh, hmm. uh, you know, paying attention to who's making your games, um, voting on issues that matter about, you know, em employment and technology advancement and, and the industry related to these games, you know, we could go in all day about that, but that's my biggest takeaway and my biggest problem from this whole Codemasters thing. And it's just, it's a real, real tragedy that these, you know, people like us shouldn't have to endure, but here we are. It's, um, once again, uh, kind of, uh, showing that there should be a union for video, video game yes. development. It really yes. shouldn't be coming to this all the time where it's normal that a team gets thrown about. I mean, obviously, Codemasters put out a statement that basically said that, uh, you know, oh, it's normal for this to happen. It's like, and then, of course, retracted it and said they were misheard. Um, and basically said, you know, it's normal for this change you know, instead. But no, mm -hmm. the, the fact is, it is very normal, you know, in air quotes, for this sort of thing to happen, and it shouldn't. And, in a... and yeah, that's, that's the real shame about it. So, I don't know. And, I'm just... That's it, and 
yeah, Codemasters knew that Onrush wasn't going to be a traditional racer, that it wasn't a racer at all. You know, it's closer to SSX Tricky than, than it is a racing game. You know, in terms of it's about style and skill and with a bit of Destruction Derby-esque smashing about in it. And oh, nice. they knew that risk. They knew that risk going in. They knew what that would potentially be a tough sell. And they didn't back it, clearly. You know, mm-hmm. they, so they're the ones at fault. They're the ones that have said, you know, we've put our necks out to make this game happen, and it's failed. Who is at fault? Is it the people who went out and made the exact game they wanted? And yes, maybe that's not for everyone, because people clearly went into it thinking they were getting a racer and reviewing it with that in mind, and then going, well, that's not what I want. So, yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, they made the game as it was, as they wanted to, and I think it's a very good game. What it is, it's a little light on content, but they promised that yeah, that was coming. That was the whole point. They mentioned that from the start. Stuff will keep coming, and that is very much the way of it with many games these days. You know, going for the game to ser- service. But, and and see, isn't that isn't that the tragedy though? Is that you're you know I haven't played it yet, but you you say it's a good game. At the end of the day, that's what these designers are trying. To create, and if they've created a good game, awesome. That that's that's good. Yeah, but it, and yeah, it's just that's the real tragedy is that there was just. I think it was a combination of things. I never, I I don't like to attribute any the, things like this to any one thing. I think it's a combination of things, though. I think you are right, Gary. You are right, Neil. All of this kind of led to this problem. Um. So so I say, like, as an industry, as a whole, let's try not to let this happen again. <laughs> Let's move to some to better things and people. Sure. You know. so, uh, we'll have this conversation in February when Anthem fails and Bioware sh- gets shut down. Awesome! I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, but we we <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm we're not, not that, shocked that, that's going to happen. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, see, this was classic EA stuff when that got brought out the whole week about that, where they said, "Oh no, you know, if it fails, it'll be the end of Bioware." And it's like, no. We know it won't be the end of Bioware. We just know what it means when you fail. It means your company will be bled into other departments. Yes. It will be effectively dead, but the name will still be there. Like, Criterion still exists, but no, none of the people that work there now are the people that made Burnout, really, you know, what it was. Right. Um, you know, you knew the same with Visceral. You know, at the point of its death, it was being run by people who made completely different games. You know, it's... And they were doing... Battlefield Hardline, for crying out loud, instead of Dead Space. So that's that's the fate you get. Not that you'll be right, dead right. straight away. It's they'll slowly kill you off you know, by just dwindling you out. Like, have you have you seen that comic meme where it's just like, where are we going today, Papa EA? Oh, I'll show you. And then he <laughs> sees like the dead bodies of Visceral and Pandemic and like all those West, uh, Westwood Studios Bullfrog. What are you doing? He puts the gun to the back of his head, and it's like some twisted, tormented version of yeah. of mice and men. <laughs> you remember the Konami story about you know like oh, high level employees and yes. like that. It's like a very American version of that, where it's just like right, we don't really want to go sending like you know, the big guys to do mopping the floors or anything. But what we will do is slowly dismantle the company by taking people here, there, and everywhere, <laughs> the main value like that. And that's basically what it is. They'll go make them work on stuff they don't want to be working on by comparison. Mm-hmm. And that, that's as bad as mopping the fucking floor. You know, it's, it's yeah, and, and and I get it, but the work like that at those kind of companies like that—that's that's the kind of work that pays the bills from the guys who 
have mm. the money. You, you bet your ass if Disney goes to EA and says, hey, we want you to make an entire Hannah Montana. Say, oh, well, I'm dating. I'm dating myself just a little bit here. I don't know what's cool now. <laughs> um, I'm only 33, and I don't know what the fuck is cool nowadays. I'm I just games, God of War. That's cool. That's all I know. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, but no, when they, you know, that, those are the jobs that pay the bills. And to a degree, I, I like, speaking from a design perspective, I like the ideas of jobs like that because they, as a designer, it's good to be forced to think in a different way every oh, now yeah. and then, well, all, all the time. So it's like, how can I make, how can I make a Tana game good? And, you know, that's what, that's what they did. But, um, it's what you, and whether it was you good or not, it. it's what sells, though. You would mix it with DDR. Yeah, like yeah, Britney's yeah, exactly. Dance That's what they did. Yeah, and and, and, and I, I guess it God, worked, that but... ages me, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm glad somebody else is on the same page as me. But no, I really, I, I just they, if they're gonna pay the bills, that then yeah. But there's got to be, like you're saying, Neil. There's got to be some kind of unionized protection for these studios that can say, okay, well, we're you know this is what we're doing. You're gonna put us in contract, blah blah blah, and actually get them out. But I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. In, in a uh, tangentially related to jobs in the gaming industry, uh, Jay Pinkerton, uh, who was a writer for Portal 2, Team Fortress 2, and Left 4 Dead, has returned to Valve, apparently. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe Half, Half-Life 3 confirmed. <laughs> no. Why? Why would, why would you do that? <laughs> because I'm an ass, and you know how... Funny. You know what it'll actually be? It'll be like they just go back to write the Steam cards up. That's yes, it. he's come to write the law, the deepest law on Steam cards. Yeah. Fucking grimoire. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're gonna. They're, they're, what they're gonna do is they're gonna make these deep Steam card laws, and then they're gonna rip them out of Steam, and then they're gonna sell them as a separate book, just like Destiny's law grimoire. <laughs> and and you know what? And you know what? They wouldn't do it if it didn't work, but people buy it, so that's why they do it. And that's what I mean about some, you know, responsibility. To be fair, though, I'm, I want I'm telling the companies what you want. I want to. I'm tempted to buy the new Fantasy Law book because they're doing the second one, and I'm only buying it because you get a funny hat in the game. Oh my god! You get. Um, I, I, I love it. You know, Fantasy One. You know, Matoya, the little old woman. Uh, I I don't know I don't I don't play Destiny uh, at all. Sorry. I, I uh, yes I know I'm horrible. <laughs> no, you're not horrible. You're a sane human being. <laughs> <laughs> I I did. I really did give the first te- Destiny college try. Gary and I both did. We yeah, really I enjoyed Destiny, Destiny one. I enjoyed Destiny one. I enjoyed Destiny two, but nah. Warframe is my is is better now and it's free. Go oh, download Warframe. Warframe again, yeah, we did. I want my soapbox again by Activision. Outside of Blizzard, every time they make a fucking game, all it is is let's make, let's mask how little content we have with an upfront amount of content, and that's it. People will think they're getting a lot, and by the time they realise they don't, it's too late. They, they've right, spent right. their time, spent the money, and they'll forget by the time the next one comes out, which clearly happened with Destiny too. Uh, only the got bored a lot quicker because they'd already gone through that cycle again. You, like I said before, reading the story of Bungie and that move over yeah. to doing Destiny, how you know they were so happy to be out of the grasp of Microsoft and to do their own thing, and then the fucking nightmare it became making Destiny. It, you can see everything in that game of why that... Because they, they basically, anyone, again, this is a very Microsoft thing, everyone who was there that 
made the game, the Halo games, the famous stuff, you know, had pretty much fucked off by the time Destiny came out because they left halfway through because they were changing everything around. So that's why it's not the same Bungie. You know, it's it's a very different company. It's like anyone who says, oh, my God, Rare's making a new game. No, Rare is... Rare's shell of it is. I I always want to punch people when they say that because it's like, come on. This isn't the fucking same Rare. It's, It's not the same fucking company. It's like Infinity War. It's not Infinity War. They're off making fucking Titanfall. You know, it's like... Why? Why would you think that? Is there is there anybody from the old Rare development team still there, or is it all new people? Maybe the janitors. I think so. I was never good in. Yeah, I think someone went <laughs> recently. But... Rare had good games. I enjoyed Rare games. So we got from Rare some some classics and some of my favorites. Right. Um, having Donkey a, Kong. Having a Nintendo 64 was uh, Battletoads. Uh, Battle to- uh, I know Battletoads Double Dragon. Golden Eye. Uh, I really like those ones. Golden Eye, Perfect Dark, uh, Killer Instinct. The two Killer Instinct games I absolutely love. The original two. I haven't had a chance to play the new one because it's on Xbox and. Um, but uh, I love the old Killer Instinct games and Donkey Kong Country, Banjo Kazooie. Um, okay, that's my short list off the top of my head. But I liked those games and I thought Rare. I always thought Rare was good at making video games at that time. And but. I, I don't know. I don't know where they're at, you know, obviously with Microsoft now. But What do you guys think of the just... idea of, well, I know we're not a Microsoft podcast, but what do you guys think of the rumour of the um, two new Microsoft consoles that are going to be announced? Uh, what about these? Well, Scarlet and Scarlet Ice, Ice Baby. Whatever. Scarlet the Cloud. <laughs> yeah, Scarlet Cloud. Well, yeah, that, that's one. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's. Uh... I would actually be really tempted to invest if the if they've done the streaming stuff because PS Now I've done is like I've used it. It's not too bad. If they've done the investments and the cloud version is cheap enough, I'd be tempted to buy it with my PS Five. You know, get the yeah. the cloud Scarlet and get a PS Five. It depends. At the end of the day, it depends what kind of games come out on it. Yeah. If, by some miracle, Microsoft actually does step up their game on console exclusives, and we see something great from Ninja Theory, um, and, and not just one game, but I mean, if they if they really step up their game, then I think then I would uh, consider doing that. But just for the sake of a streaming service with the same bullshit that we've got now, well, I, I don't know. The rumored price see, is what? Sorry, Carl. Now, yeah, I was gonna, you see. The problem with this, if it were to be true, is, again, Microsoft don't have a clear message. Their clear message recently has been, you know, because Sony has this, this, and this, oh, we're the one with the more powerful console. Oh, but now we're going to have the more powerful console and the weakest console. Yeah. The more accessible one. So basically, our message, our message is, we'll do whatever the fucking hell it takes to make money. It's like, we don't, we don't really have a plan. We don't have enough money to make games, but we'll make fucking 20 different versions of the same console. It's fine. And maybe one of them will stick, which is what it is at this point. It's just throwing, <laughs> throwing consoles out of wall and hoping they stick. And guess what? They don't because they made a fucking plan. It's, <laughs> most of the stuff they, they put doesn't sell well in Japan. Or in <laughs> yeah. Europe. Sony and Nintendo sell well in Japan. Microsoft does not. It sells well in America. And, and that's it, not enough to... And it doesn't sell in Europe either. It sells in the UK, but that's only because we'll buy anything that's cheap. Yep. <laughs> Hookers, booze, clothes. But no, the rumor price is it's like $99 for the streaming device. Mm-hmm. So if it's $99, mm-hmm. I'd be tempted. Because that'd be like 79 quid. No. Just... Okay, so hold on, hold on. 
you give shit to PlayStation for a hundred dollar subscription for now, but for Microsoft it's okay. Well, I pay I pay for PS now every so often. I'm I'm just saying everybody's giving shit that it's a hundred dollars a year. Sorry, a year. No, a hundred dollars to buy the console. Nobody said how much it is for the subscription. Oh, cool! I've got my console already, so I've got PS now. <laughs> yeah, fancy I mean, Inherently, though, you know, if you're a streaming only, that yeah. comes with, it has to be cheap because no guarantee it will work properly for you yeah. for a start. Yeah. I mean, like I said here before, we have very powerful internet here, but. It up and down so badly that that counts as a disconnect, even if it's like oh. still thirty meg. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. So that that alone would be like, oh, okay, so that's not working for you. It's just the area we live, Gary, can't be helped. I'm afraid. <laughs> don't get the point of of creating a box that just streams your games. Why don't you just do it with all the TVs that are out there? Because Microsoft still wants money. Amazon, go partner with Google. Because they want to be seen as the next step. They yeah. want they're taking that next step. Um, <clears throat> they're like, look I at know, us. They, We've they done something. Jump into, they just want to jump into what's cool right now, which is, you know, mm. Alexa and whatever the fuck Echoes. the Google one The Google they're Echo. Doing. But, people still fall about this. fucking they like, just want a piece of the product. Yeah, people still yeah. fall about iPhones and certain types of phones just because, uh, you know, inherently... They try no to compete stuff. with the Zune. Zoom, motherfucker! Zoom. Just they just go with what's trending and they release shit for it. <laughs> hey, Bill, good to see you. Oh, what's listen to on my Zoom? Oh, no, wait, I have a knife. But he else. <laughs> Zoom. Right, I love you. Freaking Zoom. Ben makes a good point, um, though. What he's talking about the if Microsoft has done or has done their research, their marketing <laughs> research, and this is their. You know, their solution, like, hey, our marketing research says our customers want this. Yeah. And it's and they market it to their customers and it sells well, then maybe that's a, that's the market that they can take hold of, you know. It's it's super competitive and Microsoft yeah. is trying to stay ahead and you damn well sure they did marketing research to Because uh, damn, if if it's cheap enough I will buy both. Yeah, you know, launch day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. If I'm getting like, because there is some games I want I admit that like Halo. Uh. <laughs> there are some games I want, like Halo. You just made the opposite and, and, point and of others. why you want this, Ben. You made the opposite point of why you want it. Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Ori and the sequel that I forgot the name of. Um, uh, that war hmm. game. That war game. It's not called. I'm sorry, no, you can't have that. <laughs> They've taken the war out of the title now. So... <laughs> yes. Time it comes yes. out, you'll get to play Crackdown Three. Wait, wait is it really? Is it just called Gears now? Yeah, yeah it's just Gears Five. It's just Gears Five. Oh, wow, fancy that! I hear Jeremy Clarkson's in it. So oh, that'd be amazing. I, I would play a Gears of War game where all the narration is done by Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, it couldn't be any less racist, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, right. uh, what 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 else? That's that was a good long yeah. tangent, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That was good. See, we we made something out of something. No, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, are wizards. No, no. <laughs> uh, 
what else? What else? I, I suppose we could just go to the other stuff because we we said we're trying to be quicker this week. Yeah, yeah and that's pretty much all there was in news this week. Oh, uh, remember yeah, the, 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 the new? Covering. I know it's Overwatch again, but remember the new hero launched on Overwatch this week. I think we discussed Hammond. that. Hammond. Hammond. Yeah. Wrecking Ball. Yes. Wrecking yeah, Ball. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I haven't logged in this week to see him. So it's like I really dislike him. Mainly, mainly because so many other games had updates this week. And yeah. Like no, no Man's Sky. Well, we'll be talking about that in a minute. Yeah. That, that, uh, in Ooh. that conversation. Because like, I have been playing that. Uh, and we many updates out this week. So. Ooh, I'm, yes, I'm curious to hear and read and learn. Well, yes. Yeah, so, well, you can read that from someone else. But I'm, just... <laughs> okay. I'm not typing up this entire podcast for you to read it, Chris. No, don't, don't we have a stenographer that can transcript this? Transcribe If we could afford, afford that, we could afford theme music. So, you know. One first, then the other. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, yeah. One, one step at a time. That's it. So, yeah, I suppose we will just uh, go on to the games we've been playing. But before we do that, we'll do Predictions League. We, as we get to the end and start to rush it. I know I've told you guys any of the results before, but tend to act shocked. The results. Yes. I may not have listened to the results, so I will. Be oh, shocked. there you go then. So you, you totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Sorry, I just had to move stuff across there. Right. So we had one in lieu because we were waiting for to actually get scored. It still didn't get any extra scores on PlayStation, so we went to the next platform along that had an average score which was PC. That was for the Moose Man and. The average score was 79. Um, I said 70. Tim said 61. Chris said 73. Ben said 100. And Gary said 85. So Gary and Chris were both six points out. So, uh, yeah, they, they get half a bunch for that one. Yes. Gains. Um, persistence was next, which was last week. Yes, as you heard on last, last week's podcast, is very good. Um, it got 79 in the end. Uh, Alfonso said 77, so close. Uh, Neil said 81, he's so close. Ben said 80, even closer. Chris, you were miles up, 69. Um, I Gary, tried, t- Tim, I tried to, to do the 69 for you. Some people are just <laughs> better than others. <laughs> Phrasing, yeah, you're better at 69 than I am, apparently. Oh, yeah, I said uh, that a long time ago. Yeah, oh, I that's this is because um, Tim adds that extra 10%, and that extra 10% is what got him a perfect score on this. So there you go. He said 79, which was the score. Mm. Two, point, two points for a perfect score. Uh, then came the Banner Saga 3, which uh, 87, very high. One of the highest of the year, in fact. Um, Alfonso said 78. Tim said 83. Chris said 84. Ben said 86. <sighs> Gary said 82. I said 87. Another on the Point scores. Hacks. Hacks, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I'm mad. I, thought, I, still, I looked at it thinking, ah, oh, so. I mean, no, it was me. I won. Score. <laughs> so, um, let's see what's coming out this week because we have to pick something for this week. Just the one, maybe, I think. Ooh, let's try 1979 Revolution Black Friday. That's what I'm going to go with, because it's an interesting-looking game. Uh, Sorry, I've got to type out now. That's really great podcast material. So, 
Let's go with it and say, Gary, what say you? Uh, 78. 78 for 1979. Tim. Oh, boy. 1979? Mm-hmm. Oh. There you, there you jump one. back in time. This one. Um, Would you say, Gary? 78. Okay, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 71. 71? I thought you were going to do the prices right bit. <laughs> what, was the last, what was the last bit? 78. 79. <laughs> I'm no, say... I don't hate Gary, Chris. <laughs> True. I'm, I'm going to say 80. Uh, Chris? 79. Damn it, Chris! <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris. no, no! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll go 83. 83. You're stealing my shit again. Like this, well, it's not going to work. You can't do it as well gonna... as I do. No, I can't. Uh, what, what were you going to say, Gary? I, I want to hear what you were going to say to me. A bitch for always bidding close to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that leaves Ben. Well, I'm going to go with 79. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Just because it's in the game name, so... Getting so close to me all the time. Yeah, but it's 1979, therefore I have to go with 79. It's all yeah. that cushion, Gary, we want to get yeah. close to you. You like, you like it better when, when Ben gets close to you anyways than when I do. When I do, it's just uncomfortable and, and really hairy together. You, 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 and I are, you and I are like Velcro, man. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's why you stick together. Yeah, there's a part of me that wants to see that. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I, I, am, I know which part it is, too. <laughs> so, uh, it wasn't a hard choice to make. <laughs> uh, well, no, it was. So, interestingly, um, obviously this game came out on PC before. Uh, so, the, we have a kind of vague idea. Uh, it, it's currently six on 80 on uh, PC. So the console version will be worse. <laughs> okay. I should have gone uh, with 19. Man, I've just seen Mission Impossible Fallout has is, is got an 86 on there. For a film, that's amazing. I mean, is that like a rip-off of Fallout, but with Tom Cruise? Well, clearly it works, if that's the case. So, <laughs> you know, can you do it? God, no. Now, now doesn't just... just want modders to make their games. They want cinema makers to make their games. I'm surprised I haven't seen already the uh, uh, the Tom Tom Cruise made in the Fallout 4 character creator yet. I haven't seen it. I've been waiting for it, and I'm not talented enough to do it, so if anybody out there can do it and wants to throw it on Reddit, I'm sure that'll be good karma for you this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be there somewhere. Already <laughs> out there in the ether. Um, okay, so yes, we're on to talking about games we're playing. Uh, we'll start with you, Chris. Oh, jeez, what have I been playing? Um, not really a whole lot this week. I've been playing a little bit of Overwatch, but Ash, I haven't really been, a, been in... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, you, you, got a, you got a deep cough out of me there, Gary. Um, yeah, no, I just... That, that's all I've been doing, but I haven't really been playing games much this week. I've been busy with other stuff, so I'll hop yeah. on for like a match or two. And and then that's it. Like I haven't even got a loot box this week, so I'm just uh, whatever. Wow. 
Don't 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 care. But yeah, not really a big gaming week for me. Lot, bit, lot, busy with a lot of other stuff, even though I've seemed to have a lot of energy today. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it. Hmm, cool, excellent, uh, Ben. I've been playing a bit of Final Fantasy as always. I got back into Warframe really hard. Uh, I've reformed my Necros twice now, so he's even better than he used to be. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Some of the new mods you get from being the early sacrifice quest line is stupid. Uh, you get three different mods. Um, uh, Umbra Intensify, Umbra Vitality, Umbra uh, Fiber. I know Vitality, if you max it out, can give you plus 770% health. Yeah, Stupid. sound like cereals to me. <laughs> anyway, so I've been playing a bit of Warframe recently. Uh, and in between that, I've been streaming. I've been streaming Warframe and Overwatch. I've been trying to stream every day, really. Um, and I've also been playing a bit of Kabounce this weekend because it's free on PSN. Go check it out. Um, so, yes, yeah. it is. Well, it would have been free. Yeah. It's over by the time this goes live. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry you missed you. the free weekend. <laughs> it was good. It was yeah. fun. <laughs> um, cool. So um, I'll get my stuff out of the way, I suppose. I was going to say, I didn't think I'd have much to talk about this week originally because I'd been playing uh, Far Cry 3 Classic to point of platinum. And that took up most of my week, to be honest. Um, still a great game to go into for most of it. Get to that second island, it does dip. And, uh, yeah, big fuck you to that penultimate mission again. Uh, well, I suppose it's the final mission, really, because you didn't really do anything. Else. But, um, yeah, it's just... That mission angered me somewhat. Just having rocket launchers fired at you from everywhere you can't see just aggravating beyond all wild dreams still did it and it wasn't as bad as the last time i'm having to mop up with the co-op awful awful co-op so that that was a big plus um i did go straight on to um far cry 5 just after that just to get the early stuff out of the way so i set myself up for co-oping it later and yeah wow that was a bit of a leap in terms of certain things but also very familiar so I look forward to more of that. Still not played enough to really gauge it properly, but uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, no Man's Sky, of course, had its big update this week, the next update, and uh, I naturally had to go back in and check that out. And yeah, but after Far Cry, that, that was the thing that really got me this week. I, I played so much of that. Um, it's a bit weird because I thought a lot of the stuff had changed around and that, but to get used to it it's a bit more... I also played a bit of No Man's Sky this week uh, yeah. but I'd lost my save so I had to start oh. again okay and trust me if you're starting again the game is ridiculously harsh at you for some reason uh, <laughs> the first save I started off on a toxic planet that I couldn't last more than five minutes because it'd kill me yeah, I've heard a few stories like this. Yeah, and then uh, my other... I restarted again, and he put me on another planet that was so hot that after about 10 minutes, it killed me. It was just not good. It's, that's, <laughs> they need to fix the starting planets. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. Uh, also, I think... A few, uh, my um, 
My save seemed it was either hours back from where I was or yeah. the time of the best was because it went from like being fifty something hours to twenty four. And it was like <laughs> I know I definitely played more than um but everything's been jumbled around so much that you can't tell where you were anyway, so in that sense it's good because you come back in and you're like, Okay, yeah. well I don't have to worry about remembering where everything is because it's all fucking been moved anyway. It, it's the, the update version of someone coming in and tidying your fuck your keys are. You know, it, just in video game form on a universal scale. But yeah, there's some really cool new stuff. It's very much easier to get into in a lot of ways once you do just get out of the hellhole. Um, yeah, there's a lot more vicious planets in terms of that sense. Uh, there's also a new, a very much a Xenomorph-inspired alien race that's uh, hanging around on planets now. Uh, like they have eggs and stuff. And yeah, which I met by accident. Yeah, I like an egg. Too. I wonder what that is. I'll try and kill it. Oh shit! Yeah, and yeah, just like so, several <laughs> of these looking fuckers come out of the ground and start trying to attack you. That that was fun. Uh, I did get my free freighter there, so it was happy. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, and I actually saw someone, another player, within about ten minutes of playing. Oh was, well. So yeah, it's true. It definitely has multiplayer this time. <laughs> Proper multiplayer. So yeah, it's been nice to go back into. You know, I have to say, it just let's say uh, there's definitely more emergent little stories coming through in it now. Um, like literally, the the um, freighter thing comes from saving a freighter from pirates and the captain basically just says you know what i i'm i can't fucking do this you do it <laughs> so you just give it <laughs> all that all that but um also like you know just carrying stuff across you know like a courier to other places and getting into fights with pirates trying to steal your stuff and yeah it's just some really cool little moments happening and it's nice to see it coming along like this i can't remember where i put my base though and that's why i think it's definitely cut back where my save was because I definitely made a base the last time I was on it when that update happened. And uh, yeah, that, that seems to have disappeared from the universe. The, they fanosed it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So over, overall, would you say the experience has improved then from what yeah. was released last year to uh, obviously much uh, criticism and, and uh, well, yeah. over, out, outright hatred in some cases? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I very much still liked what it was back then. But, you know, just slight as it was, I did believe that, you know, they're going to keep adding to it, so you know, that's fine. And like I said, I put a lot of time into that at the time. Came back as a service. It. Yeah, came back to it when new stuff gets updated. And this time, yeah, it's the first big amount of time. I've put it's it's kind of amazing, though, in a way, because all I, I know it's like, oh, it's a game of service, but at the same time, it's been a game of service where every update's been free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the um, common uh, model that people criticise uh, Grand Theft Auto by for, though obviously that has paid yeah. trend stuff. But it releases all its updates for free, but people still whinge about, oh, but you've got cash you've got to buy, and it's all really expensive. It's like, yeah, like that so- bottle of champagne that cost, what was it, 150,000 credits? Yeah, it's like, it's like, <laughs> But let's be honest, if you've been playing this game all that time and anyway, yeah. then that you've already got there. And all this content's still there, even if you don't have a lot of money. It's like, I mean, literally, like, the most expensive thing in the game is that, you know, the recent expansion, if you will, to it that they had. Yeah. It was the first paid bit of DLC, really. It's like, 
if you want in, you can pay with it in in-game currency. But you know, if not, 15, 16 quid, you can you know buy this whole pack of stuff. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you keep that game going. What five years on now? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, also, what people don't understand is uh, I joked about the price of like the champagne and stuff, but. As you said, if you've been playing since the start, you're going to have a shit ton of money. And if they price everything when the DLC comes out at like, oh, you could buy the most expensive car for like 300,000. Everyone will just buy all the content and then be complain. There'll, there'll be other complaints saying, oh, there's nothing in the game. We have it all. <laughs> you see, this is a good segue because uh, thanks to my dear fellow employees here giving me lovely gifts uh, as uh, leading gifts. Which included to even get me a, some PSN money. I, I went and bought Grand Theft Auto Five again uh, <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, and went back into that. Yeah, it's amazing how much stuff I still had, and you know all this new stuff. By I just sucker for a game where you can buy lots of stuff like meaningless shit like clothes and hairstyles. <laughs> and all that. It's like, and there's loads of that. And it doesn't cost any proper money really because it's so minuscule and pointless. And then there's me. Oh, new Necros skin came out. How much? 15 quid? Okay, I'll buy that. Yeah, well, mate, it's like, you know, I've had over, what, three weeks? I think I've spent more on loot boxes than that than I have in any, any game ever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's how bad my suckerage gets uh, when it comes to certain types of material. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I've been playing a few VR things. Um, I played Esper today, which is basically... A puzzle game um, in 3D space where you use your ESP to move objects around to solve puzzles, so, you know, like blocks and balls and stuff. And yeah, it's really good fun. It's like the narrator in it sounds kind of like Bruce Gamble, so that's bonus straight away. And yeah, just decent puzzles. Um, after, it's hard to say beyond playing it, but yeah, it came out earlier this year. So. I've had it for a while and never got around to playing it. Really good fun. Uh, nice. Less, less fun, but it was cheap. Uh, it was the Carnival Games VR stuff, which automatically assumed I was left-handed, which I'm not, and wouldn't let me change it. And it's like, so I've got to throw everything with my left hand, which is just not, let's be honest. And yeah, it's just, I, I could, and it just seems so poorly optimized for VR, despite the fact that it's a VR game. You know, menus for getting out of places are, are literally behind you, so you need to look the whole way around. And so I get it, you want to use the whole three-dimensional space, but you don't have to, um, especially in terms of menus where you're sitting down. You don't really want to you know, do fucking Reagan from The Exorcist and just turn your neck the whole way around to do it. <laughs> really? That, now, that, now, now that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> not, not with my neck, man. Not with my neck. Um, <laughs> Um, and then lastly, earlier today, I played, um, I finally got around to playing Wipeout Omega Collection in VR, and wow, that is the most slick and comfortable VR experience I've had so far. It just Well, thank you, I'm going to have to buy that then, because I've been worried about it, just in case, because, you know, yeah. the idea of Wipeout in VR sounds good yeah. in paper, but then also sounds like it could just be, please insert vomit bag. It's crazy, because you would think that it would be an absolute vomfest, you know, yeah. but it it's just no. It's cool. You get a bit of sense of speed and elation, but it's it's oh. really comfortable. It it just works so well. Hats off to it, and it just looks so good. 
And you know what? It, I mean, if you take you know, finish a race and you do your laps and stuff, so you can kind of look around the scenery, you can see where the graphics have been you know, toned down a bit to make that easier on the eye. But all the same, it's because it takes the you know, the wise choice of having a good art style to make it look good. Then it doesn't have to rely on you know, looking pitch perfect, beautiful sort of thing. And it, yeah, it, it's amazing stuff to, to play for it. It just felt natural. I didn't, you know, with most VR games, you get to a point where you're like, oh, stop now because this is just, you know, a bit sick inducing or make give me a headache or just yeah, didn't mind, but it carried on and on. I had to go do other things. And yeah, have to say, great fun. Great fun indeed. I can't wait to get to those trippy modes in that game where you know, tracks are pulsing and all that. That's going to be quite fun. Yeah. I think the way to, to sort of say it is because you're in like a cockpit anyway, so all enclosed. Like, I don't know, maybe that helps in how everything doesn't feel so you know, disorientating. But I think also it's just nothing really like it's not nothing really coming at you in the same way we are going to, to concentrate on where they have that gimmick the same as uh, 3D cinema where, oh we're going to have to use this by throwing things at the player so they're like oh wow just, they actually understand that no you're just making the most of having a three dimensional space to sort of live in the environment not to have shit flung at you and so you can go wow I'm in the I'm in the game woo um, now I'm going to go and puke it's yeah, and this is why I like it. It's just a great I, game. I, I'm still at the puke point myself. I still can't do VR, so maybe <laughs> I, I mean, that's what this is. Yeah, easily one of the best examples I've seen of it in, in any way, shape, especially on PSVR. So I'm glad that it's understood somewhere. And for something that fast to be made that smooth is just yeah, hats mm-hmm. off. That's off. I think that that game go has to go down as one of the best. Anyway, well, as they always say, when you go fast, you've got to go smooth. You don't got to go. You don't want to go too rough. <laughs> smooth is slow. Slow is fast. Or yeah. slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those things. <laughs> um, I think that really covers it for me. I said, end up playing a bit of everything in the end. But um, they were the main things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, apart from Puyo Puyo Tetris, but again, Switch. So, um, let's move on to Tim. Hello. I think I'll be able to talk about um, Anamorphine. Anamorphine. Yes, uh, by the time we, we go out on Wednesday, so, you know, you'll be fine. I did this with the persistent last week. So, yeah. So. Okay. Um, I've been playing a few other things. Uh, nothing too memorable. Actually, uh, most of my gaming time has been spent watching this new channel that Gary uh, Gary brought me into. It's called Angry Video Game Nerd. It was one of those things on uh, old ah, games love, way back yes. in the day. I think I've heard and of it. I'd, I'd never watched him before, and I'm just in love with his content, and I think one of the coolest thing with his stuff has been is that like he has really funny stuff and he's like super sweary and whatever. Yeah. But I think the stuff that's really stuck with me is some of his more like um, intimate, detailed journeys through things. Like he went to Everfall, and then I watched one last night um, where he was playing uh, Ghosts and Goblins, and 
those are just really cool episodes just because like you, you see you you get the gimmicky frustration stuff and that's pretty funny like i enjoy his i enjoy his sweary delivery but um, my tip for my tip for beating ghosts and goblins get the knife get the knife get the knife get the, knife. Get the fucking knife <laughs> Um, yes. but it's, it's great, but I, I just really love it because he spends a lot of time, like when he gets into a game, really gets into it, it it's just refreshing for him to, uh, you know, to, to see somebody get super passionate about something and mm -hmm. it makes me want to be passionate about those things and check them out and uh, invest more time in some of these things that I've, I've missed out on. So like the, the channel has done a lot for me, like it's made me laugh and it's made me think and it's, yeah, it, quite surprising i wasn't expecting it from uh the way that the the first episodes delivered the content but yeah it's been it's been a fun journey um just but apart from that i've been playing this game that's going to be that it will have come out um like that hypothetical future tense you can enjoy that will have come out um tuesday and it's called anamorphine and um as somebody who has been dealing with anxiety and depression for the last, I don't know, billions of years, I don't know, uh, clinically the last couple, um, it's, it's a very moving experience. And I don't, it might be one of those games that's uh, a more like relative enjoy, but um, it, it really does something in the realm of we're talking about these, these, these topics and, uh, what it did for me, you know, being the the anxiety, the anxious and depressed person, it it really gave me a perspective of the person that wants to help, and that's something that I never really, not really, the word isn't really believed or understood. It's just that it never seemed to have, I don't know, relevancy or something mm. uh, during those dark times and. Mm -hmm. Like everything just seems so isolated. So like everything else around you just doesn't like you don't seem important to any of it. And um, what uh, do you guys? I I don't know if you've read the thing I wrote, but um, do you guys care about some spoilers? Um, I don't want to do too much. Keep but, it lightish. Just right. So, okay. Yeah. Um, well, since the topic is depression. Uh, we know that one of the things that comes with it is shutting out those you love and like, you know, you, you see, you see about, you see it and you hear about it a lot. And like, even in my perspective, you know, it's, it's one of those things that kind of just seemed um, hypothetical, but like, the way that this game delivers some of those things, like literal metaphors in doing them, it's, it's kind of insane. The effect, um, but, literal like in this game for instance literal doors get closed on you yeah and like doors with, with complete with frame like there's no wall or anything like you're not it just appears and shuts on you and mm -hmm. it, it it's that kind of way that the game visually delivers things that just it's so potent and poignant and i it really helped me um, get kind of a perspective on things where, you know, uh, especially it made me think of Crystal. Like, the game has flaws. Like, it has some inherent flaws, uh, but it's mechanical. Mechanical flaws. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's... It, I don't want to say it's to the point of, like, The Last Guardian, where technical flaws kind of feel endearing, but 
it's kind of in the same ballpark. Like when you get to the end, you kind of go, well, you know, like, like, like real life is a bunch of, of struggles, right? And uh, it's not going to be timely and it's not going to be convenient and it fits into that metaphor really well. But as a game, it becomes um, kind of monotonous. And if it were like a streamlined, um, a streamlined experience, like like for instance, um, Hellblade, you know that that one shot thing that was no loading; it was all one thing. But this game has suffers greatly from long and and common load screens, just hmm. incessant. It's incessant and it's it's crazy and like all the other and it has some like choppiness in it too and it's it's frustrating but i mean it it's you can look at it as a metaphorical thing but i feel like improving those things would make the game so much better like you really shouldn't be trying to justify the game to emphasize the focus which is kind of what's going on in that kind of outlook but yeah, I mean, it, it can get the same effect, but really, if, if the game were just allowed to be what it is, instead of having to go through these mechanical hoops instead of emotional ones, I, I feel like it would be a more pristine package. So, um, a good story marked by, uh, by unpleasant gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, basically that. It's, um, they're trying to make too much of a game of it, you know, a tradition game of it where they probably should focus more on the story and just go for that narrative adventure if you will rather than yeah that and i wouldn't say that's necessarily true either because everything is compounded into like this one thing like you don't have like an aside to do these things like everything is connected in that so you don't have like a, oh well you've seen this cutscene now you just have to walk over there to the next thing like everything you interact with and see pertains to the scenario and the situation so it's not necessarily that divide but it's just that that mechanical hindrance that keeps it from a full immersion because there were plenty of times I'm, I would get invested like because you kind of had for me especially um, as an experience it, you had to get reinvested after you get to that frustration, right? Like, you know, it, no matter, like, my perspective is a little biased just because I'm very familiar. But, like, when, if you're invested in a scenario and then you get hit with a load screen and then, like, a hiccup or something, it, it cuts you off and you have to get reinvested again. And, like, something like this, like, what they were trying to do doesn't deserve that. The, the game needs to be better, in that end like it needs to be clean and it needs to be free-flowing and like just let it tell the story it's trying to tell instead of interrupting it and yeah mm-hmm. just the the game itself just needs to be more conveniently accessible so that everything in it can be narratively delivered hmm. well, all right good stuff anything yeah. else what was that the load. Um, I don't know. I guess I downloaded uh, Van Helsing, but we haven't started that yet. Hmm. I still Game need. To, I still need to get that. Yes. Yeah. I know. I said I'd play it with you and Gary, so I still need to. I still need to pick that up. <laughs> Gary said he played with us too, so I added it to the folder. 
to the to the games Gary won't play with me folder. <laughs> <laughs> I love that folder. I do too. I have a whole whole PlayStation with that. <laughs> games I won't games I won't play with myself. Yeah. <laughs> Games are uh, yeah, multiplayer. Is it, isn't that just hate. a Steam account? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, I, the most interaction I get with my Steam account these days, the message every other day is saying, we've had access to you, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, someone from Russia trying to get my account again. I've, I've been having that with my Epic Games account too. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the Fortnite I, I I read a little bit about it. Apparently they're trying to find Fortnite accounts that they can that they can steal. Uh, right now, and that's yeah. I've been getting a bunch of those from Epic too um, for the very password. I already changed it and everything, but it's still annoying. Set up two account, two part verification if you can. If anybody else is having problems with that. Oh yeah, I constantly have somebody trying to get into mine. Oh, oh I, don't, I, ha- I believe it, Tim. <laughs> but I have it all. Uh, I have it the 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 verification stuff. So it's just kind of hysterical yeah. to see them yeah. try. <laughs> it's the same with uh, Ubisoft as well. It's just like suspicious activity, suspicious activity. It's always a different country as well, which is just laughable. It's like, I, I, what, what are you doing? You're just traveling around the world to even get in? It's, it's cheaper yeah. than come and ask me. Say, hey, I want to use Ubisoft again. Fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, 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 kind of tangentially re- related really quick. A lot of that stuff is happening with like phone scams and things like that. Mm. Grandma scams. Um, a lot of, I, I know personally my, uh, my mother has been affected, plagued really by uh, telemarketing scams saying, you know, they say things like, Grandma, I'm in jail. I need money. Or you owe money for an old IRS account. It's just, you got to protect yourself as best you can. I'm doing everything I can to protect her. But, you know, she's, she's old. She doesn't understand technology yeah. why are these people doing it to me well they're criminals they're they're people they go they call everywhere they cast a wide net and unfortunately people fall for it and that's why they keep doing it and we just need to stay one step ahead and learn to protect ourselves for that's me it's is. always the people that phone up and say we're your isp it seems you've had some weird activity coming from your account i'm like yeah i know and uh, they're like, oh but can you go to your pc and check some stuff for us now, when you do that, they give you like they make you open command prompt so that they could take access to your PC to install something, so that you then have to pay money to get rid of it. Yep, fucking uh, ransomware. Yeah, pretty much. And people fall for it. People fall. I'm for like, it. no, I'm good. So next time they call you, just be like, I'm taking the dump right now. <laughs> I can't get to my computer. <laughs> I can't get to my computer. Yes. Oh, so, I'll admit Gary. though, I, I was very proud of myself this week in a way. You know those cherry oh, people that come up to you? Yeah, yeah I said, ah, oh, I support so and so cherry. What about, do you want to donate? I'm like, nah. I, I was like, because I already do donate to a few other cherries. I'm like, do this, 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 this. Where do you go? I'm like, yeah, I'm from PSU. Basically, Universe. Go check us out at PSU.com. Go check our podcast at PSU.podbean.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, oh my god, yes, man, that is amazing. Well, if you're gonna try and sell me some it, fuck it, I'll do the same. <laughs> anyway, yes. That, that, so, if you're the stranger that was in Scarborough last week that was listening to the, and actually did come to listen, hello. 
<laughs> if you got this far, then you deserve to have more people listen to you on the street at this point. Because <laughs> you've got the patience, done. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's round off with Gary. C. C. Uh, <laughs> um. Mostly, I've been playing a, a title uh, called Remothered Tormented Fathers. Oh, yes. And is how is it, that? It's a survival horror game. Is it's it Mother 3? Game. It's not Mother 3. <laughs> Mother 3, Remothered. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Survival no, horror game, yes. But it's mostly just a survival game. Like It's not that scary. Um... So yeah, it's essentially uh, kind of like a clock tower game for those who played oh. that, where you pretty much have to, you're being stalked by uh, a demented person pretty much trying to escape from this mansion that you're in. So it uh, starts off with this woman who is looking for this girl who went missing. Her name was Celeste. Decides to go visit uh, her home, uh, which is this big giant mansion, and uh, her father is there with his wife, and she wants to pretty much know what happened, and she does it in a disguise of being uh, um, a doctor who follow up on reports of abuse that he had suffered at a hospital that he was in. She reported. So she's kind of following up on those, pretending to be like part of the part of the hospital to to, to help him out. Um, and then she starts asking questions about Celeste, and he gets really angry and he starts talking about another woman called Jennifer, um, which confuses the hell out of her because, as far as they knew, he only had one daughter that was Celeste. So he, she gets kicked out of the house by uh, his. Um, what's it called? The 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 nurses that kind of just stay at your house to help you out. Oh, Kara's basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know she kind of decides to hang back and watch where uh the 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 nurse lady leaves the spare key behind when she leaves, which you know she does. She grabs the key, she sneaks in the house. A bunch of crazy shit starts happening, and she she kind of discovers a lot of stuff. Oh, because the story itself is actually really good. Um, it's yeah. also a very tragic story and a very messed up story. Um, not just when it comes to Celeste and what happened to her, but kind of what happened to her dad and her mom. Pretty much everybody that's involved in the story. The, the only problem that I found with the story myself is that it... Um, people won't really understand unless they read like the news clippings and you know, the files that they find in the environment, mostly the collectible stuff, mm. which has a lot of backstory to what, what's going on. There's, Cause there, there's some that I missed and there's a scene that happened. I was like, happened. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> um, I later found, found those, uh, clippings and stuff, because uh, you, you're pretty much in this giant mansion, and you're trying to get out, but you can because it's all gated off, you know? 
Um, so yeah, you're pretty much being stalked by by a killer, and you can defend yourself. Uh, you can get a uh, defense item. You can only carry one of those at a time. Like if they grab you, you can like stab them, uh, stunning them, and then run away from them uh, to hide. So you can like hide in closets, hide under you know sofas, things like that. Um, it works just fine uh, as long as they don't see you hide. They won't know where you are. It also kind of hurts it because if you know you played a game like Clock Tower, uh, which was a much older game back on the SNES and even on the PS One. Um, they would search locations, like hideable locations. These guys don't really search. Approach to where you're hiding, and you have to kind of keep, you know, the circle in inside this sphere, pretty much, and you can't let it leave. If you do, then you'll make a sound, and they'll know where you are. Yeah, so you can... is it as good as Clock Tower, or...? <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> Clock Tower... You know, the original two were pretty much 2D games with, yeah. you know, 3D sprites and stuff. So it's a much different beast. I feel like it's a lot more tension-filled when you can only go one of two ways, whereas here you can go wherever you want because it's 3D. So is it is it third person or first person? Sorry, I'm just trying to picture. Third person. It's third, third person. person. Okay, so it's... So it's uh... What was the? I was thinking Outlast, but there's actually another game that um, does that, and I played it recently. Eddie, sorry, sorry to interject. I was just curious about it if it's because uh, it sounds like something that that like people like Neil and I who love horror and that would it definitely sounds be a, like some sort of Slenderman thing as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna joke saying, "You sure you were playing the game?" And was it was it just Chris following you to work? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna do that one of these no, days, Gary. No, uh, you're gonna like come out. You come outside, and you're gonna think, "Yeah, I saw something behind a tree," and you know, drive to work. I already and think that. See me in your rearview mirror, and then turn around, and I'm not there. I, I already do that. I already do that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the psychosis is getting strong. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can like throw objects to distract them uh, as they're searching around the halls and stuff like that. Um, another problem I had was kind of. The sound design, which in general is really good, the only problem is when you're near uh, the people, the person looking for you, you can't really tell where they are. Um, headset as well, and like you can hear them like very clearly, but you don't know if they're four, if they're on the first floor of the mansion, if they're in a room right next to you. It was very hard for me to determine where they were to avoid them. A lot of problems where I'm kind of just sneaking by, and all of a sudden they just appear coming up the stairs from downstairs. So there was no sort of gauge or radar or minimap or anything? Or, oh, and or that's, like split or so that you to... could track them? No, because it's supposed to use the sound to kind of dictate where they are. Mm-hmm. I could tell like their voices were very faint, so I knew they were far away. But the closer I got to them, like, I'd open the door to the hallway, right? And they're not there. And I'm like, where the hell are they? Because I can still clearly hear them. That they were on a floor beneath me or on the floor on top of me. Sounds, it sounds like it's a problem with the sound design then. If that they didn't, they didn't uh, really uh, do it, you know, well enough to make it fun, you know, make it fr- it's frustrating instead. 
And I remember because I was talking with Tim uh, sometimes when I was playing a game, and I think Tim can vouch how much I complain about, where the hell is this guy? I can hear him, but I can't see him. Um, yeah. <laughs> On a similar tangent, Gary, as, as you played the shit out of it, um, do you ever find that the case in Far Cry 5 sometimes when you're sneaking around? But oh, you just yeah. don't know where the voices are coming from. Like, I mean, further and further away from you'll, you'll, you'll see that too. You're like, where the hell is this guy? I can hear him, but I don't see him. Remember, yeah. we, played the, we played the co-op and heard that woman screaming, and we wandered around for a good 10 minutes trying to find out where, she, where the sound was coming from in the woods yeah. by, that, by, that, by that ranch. Uh, yeah. And it was, yeah, we could never find her. And it was all, he's here, he's here. It's like, okay, well, not moving, and you've got no closer for the last five minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's here. It's just someone just ringing a bell. Is he saying, he's here. Like, Crazy. Oh, poor people. He's here! But um, yeah, the, like the death animations are pretty brutal. Um, the voice work, for the most part, is really good. The main character, though, that you play with, um, I don't remember her name now. Let's call her yeah. Amelia for now. Literally <laughs> modeled exactly like Jodie Foster for, as Cordy's from Silence of the Lamb. Mm. <laughs> Just like her, she has the same hair. She even has like the deep voice that that Jodie Foster has too in that movie. <laughs> so it's like they literally modeled her after her. Interesting. Yeah, and you know, like 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 the other characters are voiced pretty well, but she it, it seems like she's trying to mimic Jodie Foster as much as she can. Uh, Not succeeding yeah. very well. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this, Gary. I'm just curious uh, because you reviewed Agony. As well, what is is it better than Agony at least? Because <laughs> it sounds similar in no, in some regards. It's, it's a good game. Like it, it, it has issues, and I think the issues stem from the fact that this is an indie game. This is this studio's first video game that they've ever made. Um, comes from the fact that they tried so hard to make a triple A game as an indie studio. Feels like. You know, it feels like one of those games where a big studio, like a big AAA studio, would be working on a game and it will take them like 15 years to finally release it. And when it finally comes out, it's... It's what? It's nothing. It's too new, Is that the fun? Is that the, is that the joke? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Wonderful execution, Gary. I love it. Oh, damn it! <laughs> no, it it just feels like they tried too hard to 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 tell show everybody that they're a triple A studio when they're not. Uh, could have succeeded better if they would have made it feel more like an indie game because they try to make it feel too much like a triple A game. Uh, that was the peril of uh, Hello Games and just uh, a team of fifteen people, you know, having a game hyped up to the point where it was like people. Treating it as if it was a triple A game, which it clearly wasn't. Uh, so yeah, that ambition outstripped what they could actually do at launch. Yeah, you, you've got to balance. In, in game balance. design, it's called scope. Yep, and you don't want your you never want your scope to be bigger than you can handle. It's one thing they drilled into our heads, right, Gary? Sometimes <laughs> bigger much. isn't better. <laughs> I think if you, if you um, have the ability, if you have the ability to mask it well. Because a lot of games, you know, that are smaller that 
make it seem bigger are very good at talking. Yeah, they use certain mechanics and certain visual tricks. Certain camera things. angles. Yeah, to make things yeah. seem bigger than they are. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's... Well, yeah, yeah. The joke, joking yeah. aside, yeah, it's very... It's, it's, it's about the, the importance of scope is that isn't it better to have a small, high-quality project, even if it's like a, a half-hour game? It doesn't matter. If it's high-quality and you put all your efforts into the important things and you trimmed away the fat so you have a nice, lean, clean-looking, uh, well-taken-care-of game to release, that's better than put, you know, grabbing 30 default assets from the Unreal Engine loosely put cobbling together uh, a game and then releasing that and winning, you know, a game of the year nomination. Mm. Um, there's, there's the big, but that's a big difference in the scope because obviously you get better quality. Um, for if you, if you have your scope, right. And I just, I think yeah, and, companies yeah. forget that. Yeah. Very true. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's a good game. It, it's not the best game of that type of, you know, uh, like like another thing I had an issue with was like from the outside the mansion is enormous. It kind of looks like the Spencer Spencer Mansion size wise from Resident Evil. It it's like infinitely small, like it's three floors. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> it's getting better. <laughs> it's three floors, right? But in these three floors, there is maybe three rooms you can go into each one. So it's like the opposite of the TARDIS. So small inside, yeah, but so large on the outside. <laughs> There's some rooms that... <laughs> That's one tight fit. You can't even get into, like, there's doors, but they're locked. You can't get into them at all. Um, overall, it, it's a good game, but there, there's some stuff that I could have worked on. Um, like, she's always wearing her purse in the game. Thing. She always has her purse on her. It's like, I think that's the least of your worries is your fucking purse. <laughs> but during cutscenes and stuff, she doesn't have the purse. A cutscene would end with, like, you know, the killer, like, breaking into the room that she's in. And then you have to go into a chase sequence. We have to run away from it. And all of a sudden, the, the, the purse is on her shoulder again when it wasn't in the cutscene. I'm like, because. Well, well Gary, if it's important <laughs> to you, it must be important to her. Uh, it wasn't important to her because she never looked into the goddamn purse at all one time. A <laughs> uh, uh, quick, uh, quick question. I want to, I want to ask you, Gary, since things like this get brought up all the time. Uh, you mentioned death scenes. Uh, Mortal Kombat, good or or like how like gory are we talking here? You know, my my uh, dark mostly, side needs is it needs to know. Mostly like uh, all like serial killer killer and kills like. She gets stabbed in the head with a sickle. Um, she gets pierced through the eye with a big ass rod sword thing. Oh, okay, yeah. so so stabbed similar to like uh, the, 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 the Friday the Thirteenth executions. Yeah. That that were that were still were my favorite part of what I I never played the game, but watching the game be played and watching the executions was always fun. On that very uh, very uh, sad to hear that they're having issues with the licensing. Yeah, yeah, still updating. Just not add any content, basically. Just nice. yeah, and we can't get a new movie because of it either. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why <laughs> half of them don't show up on um, streaming services. 
because of that. That's what, apart from five, of course, which uh, notoriously doesn't have any JSON in it. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> um, yeah, just looking at screenshots of this game, now you want to talk about that Jodie Foster thing. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Down. There, there's a lot of times where I thought there is a supernatural element happening in the game, but they, they did a very good job of explaining those moments. Um, Okay, so yeah, just sort of give you that. It was the janitor. <laughs> Old man. <laughs> Old man. <laughs> but, very, but, but a pretty good game. Uh, from, from what I gathered, I, I, I had been reading up on the game a lot because I was following it for a while. Um, I thought they gave up on the plan to do this because they were originally going to make it an episodic game. Yeah. Um, but it feels more like this is a complete game, but they are still planning to make it a trilogy. Overall, the like the story does wrap up in the best way that it can here. So I don't know where they're gonna go if they're still planning to do it as a trilogy or not. Hmm. Very nice. Yeah, well, no, uh, yeah, good game. Not a great game, but very passable for for an indie title. So yeah, I think it averages around seventy two on all platforms. So yeah, that's not bad. Not bad for what it is. For the sound of it. Better than agony. That's all that matters. That's <laughs> the bar. Is, is agony? Yeah, is agony the new bar for, for uh, shitty horror games? Like, is I think this so? Because that yeah. game is very agonizing to play, dude. It was, uh, no pun intended there, but that game. <laughs> your 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 pun turns me on, Gary. I'm gonna lie. It, it, that um, game was really hard to play, not just because like. Wise, because I feel like you get very desensitized to the content of orgies and rape happening in that game. Like, oh, another random dude getting raped in the background, like seventeen Fun. times in like an hour. Uh, <laughs> like, oh my god, I just want to move on, and it's just super dark. Not like dark as in quality. Or content dark, literally, but just like literally dark, dark as shit. I sent you guys a picture. I remember this, and it's just like this pitch black yeah. room, and I don't know. I can't see shit. Where am I supposed your, to go? Yeah, your gamma settings were at <laughs> max, and and you couldn't see a damn thing on there. It was just bl- I I didn't know what I was looking at at first, and then I slightly saw the faint faint glimmer of light on like a cave wall. It looked like I'm like, oh wow, yeah, that's dark. That is that's stupid. You don't do yeah. that. Uh, I might point out, by the way, that Past Cure is probably the worst game of horror elements this year. By, uh, <laughs> it, fixed or not, that game was just a, a, a bomb. In they every... sold you with the trailers on that game, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selling that game, do you? Well, I, I rented it, so, you know, that's, uh, that's the fun I got out of that. What a strange game. Anyway, yes, I, I think that ends us really, doesn't it, for the week. Um, to Gary, as you were still talking, you might as well do your shout-outs and things. Uh, Shout-out to you guys, uh, family, friends. Uh, Chris, thanks for playing some Gloomhaven yesterday. That was a oh, fun. So awesome. Got Gloomhaven. Look it up, Gloomhaven. It was one of the best games I've ever played, and I can't wait to play more. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you can reach me at Gagalaush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Yeah. And anything else? 
Uh, no, uh, shout out to Fonzie. Uh, I'm going to miss you today. I know you're not going to be on the anime podcast. Um, thanks for the video message you sent us. That was awfully nice of you. Yeah, very nice. It was a rare treat. Um, so, Tim. Uh, everybody, Gary, uh, for that wonderful Metal Gear 2 conversation we had this Um, Ben for calling me a sexy beast in our Discord chat. (laughs) (laughs) A sexual beast, excuse me. I didn't mean to degrade your nomenclature. Uh, Chris for being just the sexual deviant you are and dealing with my weird questions about things we won't discuss on podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, believe it or not, there are things that we do not discuss on this podcast, (laughs) and this subject is one of them, and I won't even say what it is, so... The thing is that we have standards. We just won't talk about them. <laughs> uh, Neil, yeah, miss you already. They're talking about the fourth kind. <laughs> the fourth kind. That's a, a good supernatural reference. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were talking about really shit film. Yeah, fair enough. That is, that is bad, that movie, by the way. Yes. Uh, listeners, of course, you're always the best. Fonzie... You're a beautiful man. Thanks for the video chat. That's it. For the video uh, message. That's it. Um, ben. Uh, I'd like to shout out to Klaus, like bring it Phoenix Sound Radio. I'd like to shout out to Maelstrom Radio, twitch.tv slash radio chat, to She Hills I Tank at twitch.tv slash She Hills I Tank. I'm going to give myself a little bit of a shout out too. Uh, next Wednesday for 24 hours from 8pm BST to 8pm BST, I will be live streaming Overwatch. Warframe, Final Fantasy XIV on twitch.tv slash PSU Live. I will have an Extra Life link to the Phoenix Sound Radio Extra Life, where if you donate money, I will put myself in physical pain so that you can watch it live on Twitch, where I will be eating different types of chocolates. I have some ghost pepper sweets, and I have some Carolina Reaper sweets. So if you want to put me in pain... Are we going to see you put yourself through torture at the beginning or at the end of eating those treats? <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, you, I'll be having the camera on as well so you can watch all of it live during the live stream. I have some Brilliant. orange ghost pepper, lemon ghost pepper, and lime Carolina Reaper. So. Word. That'll be fun. Definitely fun. Just be careful where you put your hands afterwards, eh? Oh, that's the main problem. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Ben's Olympics here. <laughs> uh, what about you, Chris? Uh, all my friends. That includes you, lovely, lovely people, and Fonzie as well. Can't wait to talk to you again. Gonna miss you, buddy. Um, the fans out there, the listeners that still listen to us and. Enjoy, enjoy listening to our insane but somehow in-depth and endearing conversations. And, uh, and of course, my family who love and support the, me and all of this. Uh, catch me on Twitter at Devangel, D-E-V-A-N-G-I-E-L. And I'm going to go watch some more anime. Hmm, that's not a bad shout, I suppose. Yeah, um, as ever, I'd say the same thank yous to everyone. Please... Follow pod at, at pod unchained uh, underscore unchained sorry, on Twitter. 
and you know rate review on iTunes if you can fantastic that would be lovely and tell us if you have any questions or queries or whatever about the show it's always fun too and we will be back next week with more talk about video games shocking I know but that, that is in there sometimes and uh, I'm sure there'll be the other stuff that you so much enjoy as well which is usually the lewd content uh, definitely a big part of this show for now for now so until next week it is customary for me to sign off with a tatty bye so tatty bye